Hello everyone and welcome to the Tabular Rasa Commentary for Season 2, Episode 8, To Rid the Curse. Uh, I am the director, Anna stuff. Rodriguez. With me is our fantabulous writer, Jack Kalk. This oh, thank so you. Cool. Hi. And yeah. unfortunately, yeah, Mark yeah. was not able no, to make it to the commentary, but I do want to say thank you so much, place. Mark, for helping us yeah. uh, with uh, this no, episode. We really appreciate it. Yes, go. indeed. Uh, it's always nice to have uh, some help over here, Lord you know. Knight. Yes. Like you do. Finchy, yes. Right? Uh, so we work. open up here yeah. in the alleyway Why did you want to meet? with yes. Keith and Lucas. Yes. Uh, it's the uh, same alley where Raphael buys his drugs, which you cannot tell from audio, but, you know, that's what it says in the script. So. Tis the same one, because there's only one alleyway, really, in Chicago. Just the one. Well, there's t Yeah, actually, I like to pretend this is the one that Arachne got killed into. Ah, I do like that. Um, yeah, it's just a fun one-page cold open. This is possibly the only cold open this season I'm, like, 100% satisfied with, because it's... It's the right length. It is a page long, and it sets up what I wanted to set up for the scene. I'm, I'm proud of this particular uh, thing. Anyway, this is Karina Noel uh, performing by her side. We've, we've referred to her by a different name before, but she's asked that we, we start calling her Karina Noel. So I'm going to do that. My name ah, is good to know. Aaron. Yes, uh, you can find her. You can My find this album now on Spotify. Uh, uh, among Amazon and iTunes and all sorts of other places. But she just released a whole new EP, and it's available in a bunch of places under the name Karina Noel. Could we possibly get some rights to her other songs? Hmm? I will talk to her. I, you know, I should I should have thought about that, huh? Uh, yeah, I will definitely. Great way to promote her new material. Yeah. Uh, I believe that's... I'm double-checking the spelling on this. Um, Golly. I don't Season remember. Two. I'm looking it up episode right now. Eight. Season 2, she episode 8. <coughs> Noel. N-O-E-L. Cool beans. Happy holidays, by the way, everybody. Oh, this right. is the final Tabula Rasa for 2014. Yeah, this is the happy fun time holiday episode. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> You're right. Gosh, season, <laughs> you know, I would say season two, the episode where everything sucks I'm for everybody, but it's every episode of this, this show. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I just, I just sent in season yeah, three, episode four, to Jeffrey, and it, uh, the happy fun times just continue. <laughs> so. Seems like it's a lot of Good times, indeed. Well, what's life without an unforeseen shakeup every now and then? So here we welcome well, back uh, Richard Casso uh, as Walker. Story. Mm -hmm. He's going to check out Jane and see what he can do for Jane. Yes. Um, you know, not so subtly, I introduced an oral surgeon. Or an, an oral surgeon. Yeah, okay. An ocular surgeon. Uh, you know, Freud would have words for what I just said. Um I brought in an ocular surgeon in a not-so-subtle way, like, hey, maybe we can help Jane out, and this is just kind of planned. You know, we're dancing this dance a little bit. Uh, we've already moved on to the next scene, so I, I talked my way through it. <laughs> no, there we go, there we go. And we're back at Lakeisha's apartment. There's a, this is a very, there's a lot of scenes in this episode, but they're they're all short. So we're kind of all over the place, but in, not in the bad way. We're just sort of checking in on everybody 
at this point. Did get this report from the DEA, you know, this 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 reference to Montana right here Montana. about Danica in the DEA Montana. I mean, yeah, Montana's peripherally important, uh, but it's more. Oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought again. This is the worst. Happy finals week, guys. Um, oh, but in the I've talked before about the the show I tried to pitch to Jeffrey before I tried pitching this show, which involved uh, you know different people with superpowers trying to do superheroic things, but the guy with Jane's power. Um, could smell danger, and he was also a recluse who liked to study plankton in a specific lake in, in a specific lake in Montana. So that's my own, just for me, reference that I've now shared with you. Hey, hey, everybody, ease off. Time for the Rossi commentaries, folks. Yes. <laughs> you know, also Bulo is one of those names. Actually, this happens a lot in this show with names. Um. It's like Star Wars, you know? Every pronunciation is technically correct. <laughs> because there's no unified pronunciation, which is what happens when you do a satellite recording show like this. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and me insisting on using a lot of... It's not even insistence. I just keep naming characters things that are unpronounceable. Yeah, how many times have we heard Velasquez? Velasquez, Velasquez... Velasquez. Reputation. <coughs> um, Sanvi, Sanvi. Sanvi is a totally acceptable mispronunciation, though, because they are in Chicago. True. Danica, Donica. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the references to um, the nickname Psycho. God, Psycho is such a smarmy jerk, and I love it. Um, that's this is kind of important. Him talking about the name, nickname Psycho, and it's it's something that people have suddenly started calling him, and he's kind of it's embraced it. But why are they calling him Psycho? I don't know. Is Aaron, but it I was a nickname. That's funny. I like that. Raphael was the one who added the Y, actually. Oh, he would. I knew your namesake, you know. The Jane he dated in college. Yeah. Well, we've made it six minutes into the awkward silence part of the commentary. Let's get back on track. Ah, uh, yes. Woo! Um, <laughs> I, I like, there's this There's this fun backstory that I referenced back in the Fracture episode. Or no, the episode where they're all at the table with Uriah and Ganymede and all that fun stuff. Um, and and uh, Montague's there. It's the before the second course. I think it's episode six of the last season. But um, he talks about this girl who... Uh, Runs into him when he's on a on an undercover thing, and she's got a bag of weed. He's got a bag of weed, and she just goes, "Raphael," and he runs away. That's the original Jane. Um, that's never going to become relevant in the show. It's just one of those things that amuses me that the lady he named her after was an ex girlfriend who ruined his undercover career. Excuse me. I mean it. Get up. I love this track, by the way. <laughs> it's um. I use three pieces in this scene. Uh, this first one you're hearing is called Alien Sunset by Audionautics. Elevation orders. You're not which serious. switches into Space Camp by Josh Woodward. Cromwell approved this? He did. Now, if you wouldn't mind. So, yeah, here we're seeing a power switch up. Mm -hmm. Um. I, this is like the first time we really see Danica being told no. Madeline. Like, except, except for, yeah, I, this, I like playing the name. This becomes a real big thing in the, in the 
back half of this show is is people calling each other names that they don't like being called anymore. Yeah. Um, Which is why the last episode was called Power in Names. Um, But Danica had not been told no in the show before episode five of this season. And now the no's are starting to compound. Even Wilson, who they... People make snide comments to how much of a... Oh, I can't say that word on this commentary. Um, To how much of a wimp Wilson was, you know, kind of doing whatever. Um, at uh, is he at any risk from Sarah and her friends? Not if Gats can help it. We're talking about Cromwell. Um, have we heard about Nothing's come. Oh my God, my brain is so fried. It's this is why this is why you guys come to listen to the commentaries, right? Right. It's almost it's almost midnight here. Um, during final seasons for two college students. So yeah, I'm opening a show tomorrow. I have an audition on Saturday. Um. But, uh, sorry, we were talking about uh, the nose for Danica compounding. I think I said all that I really wanted to say. Just think about the nose. Uh, that there are things I'm trying to do where people are saying no to Danica more and more, and it's going to culminate at the end of the season, I think, a little bit with a big final resounding no that kind of shakes up Danica's character for the following season. No chance her hunches are just coincidences or. None at all. Uh, this piece is a Josh Woodward piece called Morning After. Twice. Once in March. And that filled five seconds of the commentary. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I can sit here and ramble and go, uh, um, and lose my train of thought another time. Yeah, yeah, totally. We only have halfway to go on the commentary. We apologize, folks. It's, we're, we're feeling the end of the semester burn and, yeah. Hey, this is. The, can you tell this is the episode where I looked up different kinds of brain scans? Why don't you take off the sunglasses and let me? But hey, at least it's uh, actually you know, factual based, and you're not just pulling things out of your butt, you know. So hey, that's well, a good keep thing. Keep in mind, this this is a show about a lady who can, you know, has has a. It's very hard to quantify Jane's ability. Yeah. Well. I mean, yeah. Wilson later calls it remember things really well, I guess. Or maybe that was Wilson's audition line. <laughs> Basically, they're, they're, they have very interesting intuition. Yeah. Well, it's fiction. We can get away with some stuff in fiction, but people like to hear some science in there. Some actual truth. Here's a little uh, loose end tying up about the... Uh, about uh, the... Uh, Maybe. like episode four of this Let's show where Ganymede meets for an explosives deal with a woman named Arachne sure. uh, who it turns out was where I'm with Lucas a little bit uh, Lucas a little bit but uh, then you know then Gats sniped her and Ganymede's like good shot Gats uh-huh. and they, you know, they killed Arachne and they walked away and nobody ever really talked about it again Yeah, but uh, here we are tying up that little loose end uh, she was a she was a gun smuggler doing contract work for uh you know, for both the blades and the joints at Uriah's manipulation, you know, as, as a result of Uriah's machinations. Any luck? Uh, and hey, Keith is smoking a powerful joint. <laughs> interesting. What's so interesting? What's so unique about this drug? It's so strong. Oh my goodness. I'm inclined to agree with the captain, Detective. Agent McGrath. I love this piece. Yeah, what is this? Uh, it's called Tumbleweed Dreams. It's from. Josh Mullen of thetoonpeddler.com. Um, he has a really wide variety 
of oh, music, God. and I've been leaning oh. towards him a lot in the past couple of episodes. Um, not to say that I'm getting tired of Woodward, but he's, as the tone is changing in the show, I needed something less Woodward-ish and something a bit different, so... Yeah, we talked about I think I think in six or at the end of five about how about the the show does take a big tonal shift midway through. Yeah, uh, I think I mean in my head I, I think about the show entirely differently after season two episode five. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I, I think it's nice to hear the music reflect that. It, it feels like a different show. It's like it's like the Doctor's regenerated and we've got a whole new production, you know, concept again. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the difference between. I hope this isn't too obtuse a reference. I don't think so. Doctor Who's got any mainstream, which is good. Everyone should watch it. But you know, this is like the difference between end of time and the eleventh hour. Yeah. I didn't hear about the shootout until the next morning on the news. Um, and this piece is also a Josh Mullen piece, and this one's called Dead and Buried. And it was also I used also part of it from the last alleyway scene. You got a bit of an ego, that guy. <laughs> so yeah, Here, I mean, this music's the same from the last scene. It's same composer, just you know, you can see how he has composing range, which is awesome. Gosh, Mark, you're so smarmy. I we could not have picked a more perfect actor for this character. I I think Mark is just absolutely phenomenal uh, in this role. Oh yeah, he's he's just. It's another one of those characters. Um, you know, I've I've raved about this, especially with with Ganymede and Danica and Clark, but I can I hear and the whole cast does this without exception. Uh, but this character in particular, once and those characters in particular, and this includes Lucas, is um, you can I can really hear him delivering the lines in my head. He has a very specific style that is very helpful to me as a writer to write to. You know. Yeah, and it's one of the things where you can really count on their performance to just deliver every time. Right. Um, and and it, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I bet it makes your job easier because you know you can hear their voice exactly how you want them to hear in your head. Yeah, you're picking up on this? Yes. We're going to move back and forth. This is cool. I, I did I did look into I read I reread a whole book that I read a while ago. Uh, it's called I'm I'm looking at it right now on my shelf. It's called uh, Crashing Through by Robert Curson. Um and it's it's about a man named uh, Mike May who is a uh, gosh he was an Olympic skier and he worked for the CIA and he helped invent like the CDs before there were CDs. Um, and he's a very cool dude, but he had his uh, retinas replaced, uh, or he had some sort of retina cell transplant, and he was able to see. And it's it has been very helpful. It was in styling Jane Jane's, uh, you know Jane's blindness, Jane's disability, um, after a real life case, um, and he ultimately was able to see again. Very cool. Also, I love I love Sarah. I, I think in this episode, Susan really nails uh, the role of Sarah. Because um, poor Susan has got to play, like, this role, but, it, like, three different aspects of it sometimes. And it's it's very cool. And I... Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I agree. And she's... Really, when she signed on to the role, she signed on to play three different women, really. Looks like the best um, for boarding and each one is, is 
different from the other, and she does a really good job of separating them out. Mm -hmm. I, I think also that this um, this is the most specific we are going to see of the operation in California. Um, I think the rest is implied. You know, uh, about and, and not now. I, I shouldn't say not now. There, there are details that will be emerging. In coming episodes, in fact, probably much sooner than you think, uh, about what happened there and and the pieces kind of fit together, I think. Uh, and hopefully, I don't listen to this in two years, and I'm like, the pieces don't forget, don't fit together, you egotistical butt. Oh, I think they fit together just fine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's one. It's just one of those things, like. I could write a scene where getting Jane into a flash is also the most painful thing in the world because you got to like circumstances have to like line up to it. And something's uh, got to trigger it. Yeah. And it's, it's just a storytelling device that's cool. But one thing you use it too much, it gets hokey and you're being stupid. I love that line too. <laughs> Good work, Chris. There's going to be a time when you and I are going to be together. And it sure isn't now. But career opportunities. Are I really sad. like the scene between the you two of them. I'm really proud of this one. Because um, uh, I've been envisioning this one in my head for a long time. Um, Maybe the move will be tough. It's certainly been building up to it. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of time. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, it's a very satisfying. It comes back here again. It's not a conclusion, hey, but it's a. I would say it's the climax of this arc. Whoever else. Yeah. But yeah, Chris, you really brought your A-game to this episode. Uh, both of you, both Chris's, you really, really did. I'm very proud of all the performances in this episode. I mean, I, I say proud, like, I, they're mine. <laughs> <laughs> all the gold grown up? I'm like a proud father if I weren't younger than every actor in this show. So I am a, I am a proud nephew. Uh, let's see, this piece is another Josh Mullen piece. This is Time Moves On, and then after that, it's going to be Breaking the Silence. You know, it feels very Mass Effect 1, this piece. I like it. I've been meaning to get around to play it. I still haven't played it. Oh, man, you gotta. I, mean, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, yeah. I have my, I have my feelings on some of the games in the franchise, but I believe every single one of them is worth playing. Believe me, I, I feel like when I hang out with Jeffrey, Susan, and Colin, and myself, I like, they start talking Mass Effect, and I'm the odd one out. I'm like, the three of them just go on about the game. I'm like, I'll eventually play it one day. What we gotta do is we gotta sit you and Allison down in a room and make you both play it. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, Raphael has admitted his dark secret. I know, it's like blasphemy that we've just talked about Mass Effect through <laughs> but I think it's one of the strongest scenes. I know. Not just, not just in this half of the season, but in the whole show. But the acting was really top-notch. Yeah, I love that. I, that ad-lib, see Akisha at the end was... That was cute. Mm -hmm. I like it. It's very cool. Cute sounds condescending. Uh, you know, it was... I'm gonna have to go back and look at some of the stuff I've written for season three and see if I can't fit a Keisha in there somewhere. I'm fine. Um, so he, here I made a uh, directorial directorial decision. This yeah. Was, this was meant to be the final scene of the episode. Um, 
but it was either end the episode happy or end the episode dark and i went with end the episode dark Uh, i I think you made the right call i really do because i feel there's the the ending to the alloway scene has a much bigger punch and is a better ending to the episode i mean yay the possibility of you know jane being able to see again is a big deal um, and it's a happy thing, but how uh, I mean, this second because, half has been really veering yeah. towards the darker end of the spectrum, I switched the scenes around. So now the alleyway scene's the last scene in this episode. So Jack, I hope you're not upset. Oh my gosh, I would be the biggest, <laughs> I would be the literally the biggest hypocrite in the world if I thought that <laughs> this would, if, if, for one thing, if I'd been mad, it would have been a hypocrite, but also I would have been a fool. Uh, because I think it, it was a very strong, very cool choice. I like it a lot. Because then I'm like, I don't know. I felt like, the especially Keith's line, it's just, it's an episode ender <laughs> line. In, mm-hmm. what you want in? That's what I said. I've moved some product before. Listen, kid. The game's changing. Powerful new forces <coughs> are emerging. I know, and I think you're on the winning side. Also, I think this scene is the first time we say shit on Tabula Rasa. You came to the right guy. No, I can't be. It might be. Well, I know how the game is. I know I've had several of the actors ad lib it or yeah. accidentally say it, so I don't know whether it's been right. But it's it is the first clear intentional. Shit. Where do you get your product? Mm. Um, and I've mentioned before, I know exactly where I want the f bomb to drop. It's coming. You're gonna have to wait like a year, but it's coming. <laughs> we're we're allowed like what one? Sorry. We're allowed like one, right? I think so. And we I can still so. be okay in the yeah. in well, in our rating. I can tell. Yeah. Well, it depends on if Jeffrey lets me. I think he'll let me. I hope he'll let me. Jeffrey. Don't worry about that. Answers will come in time. Ooh, I love that. I love that siren. Really here for. My dealer got busted. Oh, I just, I literally just took my earphones out because I thought I made a fool of myself hearing real sirens outside. No, no. Kid, I always know. Fine. I'm looking for one of the old blades. He's much more than you think he is. He kidnapped my mother. Well, shit. Sorry, Batman. I also like the guitar riff that leads up to after the final line, which is part of the reason why I switched the uh, the scenes. Mm -hmm. So, uh... Yeah, that's very cool. So Keith's a little angry there. Yeah. Oh, man. The Keith anger train just keeps on chugging along, let me tell you. He's he's out for revenge there. Because mm-hmm. that always ends well for teenagers, right? Because they, oh, yeah. they have level heads and they, they know what they're doing, right? Right? I mean, yeah, he's like, he's like 19 at this point. No, he's 18. It's like, what is it, August? September? Yeah, it's around August or September. <laughs> Around there. Mm-hmm. So, there we are. We are just two away from the end of the season. Yeah, man. Two feet of the season. Twelve from the end of the show. Oof. Exciting and scary stuff. I don't know if I've mentioned the, uh, Wilson's last name is Kinsey. That's just because, like, I looked on Twitter and Angela Kinsey, who played Angela on The Office, had just tweeted, and I was like, well, all right. Oh, there we go. I see her as a petite human, so yeah, let's do that. Oh, my gosh. 
closing theme. Uh, well, thank you to everybody, uh, as always. Uh, especially Teresa Stacy, uh, whom I feel like I don't thank enough in these commentaries. Um, so, yeah, thank you, everybody, so very much, especially Anna Rodriguez and Teresa Stacy. Um, oh, and thank you, Mark, for assisting with this episode. Yes. Oh, gosh, I'm a jerk. Sorry. Thank you, Mark, also. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, and uh, he will not be joining us next month but who will be hopefully joining us is Catherine Pride. Uriah herself. Yes, uh, she helped in as assistant director. She was more than gracious enough to help us out. So Kat will be joining us next month. And um, thank you guys everyone for listening. Be sure to let us know what you thought of the episode and we'll catch you guys next year. Subscribe on iTunes. Look up Karina Noel on Spotify. Alright. Bye everyone. Bye.